What is up, everybody? Dan in the farming here. I'm comfy in my chair if you're watching this on YouTube, but if you're listening to it on Spotify, nice little segue here is that we do have this podcast on Spotify. We also have the After the Ride on Spotify. It will be in the link in the description uh, on YouTube, um, but you could also just search for The Battle After, Dan and the Fireman on Spotify if you'd like to. But anyways, uh, I want to talk to you guys about something that I'm starting to learn a little bit more, and it's it's something that I've always known, but I I like to to do the why and research more and more and more and figure out why I think this way, why I act this way, why all these different things that I feel are natural and normal um, if they're socially, uh, socially acceptable, not socially, but, but, you know, acceptable in different areas. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to make it work. Um, and I've been in the car for the past four hours, three and a half hours going from Yuma to Tucson, literally just got home. Uh, kids are unpacking. My wife is showering, you know, just, and, and I'm, I just jumped straight in here. I put the camera back up. And I wanted to talk to you guys because it's something that just kind of hit me and I want to keep it for myself also as a as a video journal of this or as just an auditory journal if you're on Spotify. But um, what's happening here is I was listening to an audio book um, for about three and a half, four hours the whole time. It's called Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. It's his new book and I plan on getting a lot of his older books because I really like this book so far. And he's the type of person that kind of dives into... Uh, the why of things, not necessarily the how. So I start to get that little kinship with him is that I'm consistently trying to figure out why this works, why this doesn't work. You know, why is my gut feeling saying this? Uh, just these these different things of why. I, I tend to not run on the hows and whats. I, I think of whys, which is weird. Um, and I'm trying to figure out more of that. Um, so in this book, he, it's called Talking to Strangers, and it's basically to comprise it a little bit lower. And this is definitely an endorsement for his book, but I'm not sponsored, obviously, because um, he's doing fine himself. But it's basically boiled down to how we tend to trust. We're a trusting species. We default to truth and to trust. So if a stranger um, is talking to you and they themselves know they're lying, and you're listening to them and things start to come off like a gut feeling or like, Hey, that doesn't really make sense. You know, these different things, um, that right there, we start to understand something's not right, but we justify it and put it in a rationale of this. It's everything's fine. Yeah. It's called benefit of the doubt basically. And that is humans. We tend to do that. And he talks about one person that doesn't do that, and he goes into depth about that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I'm that one person that doesn't do that. And he talks about in the book, so in the first four hours anyways, um, how he's pretty much kind of like on the outside of society. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm a lot like that, but why? And he's saying that the, the, the person that is on the outside of society, he is a person that does not trust people. He, he, he doesn't give benefit of the doubt. If something doesn't look right, he digs and digs and digs basically. And I realize I do that. Now I know he's not talking about mental illness. He's not talking about all these different things. It just, it caught my attention about how people default to truth. And it's like, why? Like, it's like, I don't understand this. I can't, I don't relate. So part of the book, I'm like, I don't relate. I mean, I see why I could, I could see why, but it's like, I don't do that. And then he got to that 
dude, that guy, uh, pretty much a whistleblower for Bernie Madoff and all this other stuff. Um, I'm like, I do that. I do that. And then it's like, oh, and then also the social stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see how he's uh, paranoid and all these different things. You can't trust people. So now, now that there's a little backstory on that, it got me thinking a little bit. And for the longest time, um, I thought what was right was to always give the benefit of the doubt. I kind of came from it from an outside's perspective. I, I grew up or I, I felt for the longest time that I don't trust what you say. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I question that question. I never talk badly. I just like, I question, I question, I question, you know, everything, everything with a grain of salt, everything. And then when my relationships would falter and all these different things, I would try to figure out how are, how am I not making this work? And obviously I'd listen to audiobooks and I'd do all these other things. And it's like, trust, trust is the biggest thing. Trust, trust, you know, give the benefit of the doubt, give the benefit. And then I, I learned about, um, uh, from it's another book, it was relationships, uh, love and respect. And, uh, it was always about, you know, what, what, what is the intention of your wife? And we'll use this as an example. It's like, what is the intention of your wife? Are they there to hurt you? Are they there to love you? Does it come off as unloving? Does it come off as disrespectful? But what is the true intention? So now I, ever since listening to that audiobook years ago, like 20, 2012, 2013 is when I first started listening to that book. So I've had a good six, six years of practicing it. So now I look more into the intention. It's like, I feel like you're lying to me, but what would your intention be to do that? Like, what would you gain? What would, like, who are you to do that? And, you know, as a stranger coming and talking to me, um, I would kind of do that with myself. You know, like, what what do you want? You know, what's what's your intention behind this? Why are you being nice? Why are you being disrespectful? You know, why are you being uh, mean to me? It's like, well, there's there's an intention behind it. Are you choosing to be mean to me? Are you trying to be mean to me? Or is it just coming off with a different cultural difference? All these different things. And um, I learned to, to figure out the intention, but then I also learned that uh, once somebody's built up enough character, like my wife, you know, it's like, well, her intention's always pure. Her intentions are not to hurt me. And if she does do something like that, she will apologize. So I can trust fully with that. So I only have a select few of people that I trust fully because of a relationship that I've built over a very long time. And I think a lot of you guys might be in the same uh, boat as that, is that you'll have maybe friends or acquaintances that you've had for five years and they haven't reached that yet. For me, I only have two people, and that is my wife and then uh, Matt, and then anybody that is associated that I trust with him and his words, basically. Um, and the same thing with my wife. And that with, with my husband, <laughs> with my friend Matt, uh, that was developed over the course of since like 2006. So long time. My wife, less so, but. Uh, spending more time and choosing her and, and figuring all these things out I have. It's probably bitten me in the ass with my two previous wives. But anyways, um, so I start to think, you know, why am I thinking that everybody is wrong? Why am I having to question? Why am I having to do why and why and why? And how does that help or how does that hurt me as a person? You know, the trusting part, it's like, well, I don't need to have 100 friends. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. But it, it's hurt me in ways to where um, when I'm questioning why, 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 it just makes me to where I want nothing to do. Uh, 
I want nothing to do with a lot of people, and that hurts me in the social aspect. But then, in, but then to help me, and we can kind of bring this to motorcycling, is that since I'm so cautious, so paranoid, so trying to figure out, you know, why people are doing things, it's made me a better motorcycle rider because it's like, why is that car coming out? Why is that, um, you know, why is why is there a speed limit? Why is there the, the caution sign? Why is there this? Why are my brakes the way they are? Why is the front brakes more powerful than the rear brakes? It's like, oh, because of the weight transfer. And I, I just start to think of all these different things and it really puts me down into this, this spiral. And it's tough on that. And, uh, I just keep thinking to myself, it would just be easier if I just trusted things. It would just be easier that I trusted everything, you know. It, it would just be so easier. Um, and during the book, there's all these people, all these investigators, all these spies, all these people that at the time, they rationalized some type of truth in their head from the liar, from the other spy, from the whoever. And then after the fact, they're like, you know what? When I was questioning this person and they paused and they looked at me, I thought that was odd. But then I, I rationalized it like, well, maybe this person's doing this because of this, this, this. So it's not a big deal. But it turns out later on with with uh, fourth, um, forethought, not forethought, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, they came to the conclusion, oh, that's the moment that they feel like they got caught. That's the moment that their lie is unraveling and I didn't catch it. I just assumed they were telling me the truth. I never had that problem. I go the other way. I see, I see that, and this is where it's pulling back into the mental health thing, is that I see people have a tick, have a body language gesture, have a, a change in tone in their voice, having... Uh, uh, the words come out in, in a way that is not typical to that person or to a normal human being. Their eyes change. You know, they'll look different ways. They won't look at me. They'll do this. What they did five minutes earlier is not the same as five minutes now. And I feel like that has helped me in EMS and firefighting. You know, it's going to save my life. And I think a lot of police, same thing. And then I also think a lot of, you know, military, same thing. You, it's like you're trained to do that. You're definitely trained in these areas to not do that. And I thought maybe that's where I got it from. And once again, I didn't trust my own brain. I thought, why, why? And I've always felt this way. So it's not something that was trained in my head. It was just something drilled even more into my head to not trust, to not, you know, these different things. And it's like, well, can I trust my brain? I don't know. That's another topic. Um, but that's something that I think that might have been that stems from anxiety. And anxiety is like a, a, a heightened sense of paranoia, basically. It's things that, that shouldn't cause a fight or flight symptom causes it in those with chronic anxiety, you know, generalized anxiety, all these different things. Like, you know, getting a phone call or or seeing that you have an email unopened, like all of a sudden it pops up or a text message or a notification on, on social media. It's like, you have to know, you have to know. And it gives you this, this, uh, like feeling. And I'm thinking to myself, do normal people feel that? Do they just know that it's going to be something good? They trust something that's good. Me, it's like, it's going to be something. There's something. And most of the time it's not. So, I mean, I start running into these problems with that of of this heightened anxiety and 
it's like that paranoia. It's like that gut feeling of, I don't trust this. I don't trust this. I don't trust you. I don't trust a stranger. I don't trust what you're saying to me right now. And it's helped me a lot in some things, but then now I'm starting to realize that that is definitely outside the norm. I have stood on, like, I, I have, I have fought battles that I know that I was right. Like it was socially right. It was, but it wasn't like nobody would accept. I learned to stop doing that, but there's just things that I feel like it's like, why am I on the outside looking at everyone being dumb? I'm looking, it's like, why is everyone doing this crap? It's like, this isn't right. Like this, this, and this. And I can see the subtle clues and I can see the subtle things. And I think that really does come from an anxiety. I think it's like every little thing is heightened. That person shifting their eyes is heightened. Uh, person shaking their leg. Right now I'm, I'm moving my leg. I have anxiety right now. My sh my leg is just consistently shaking. It's like, why is that shaking? Why am I picking my... my uh, my finger, you know, why all these different things. And I'm starting to understand that, that that is not the norm. The norm is literally to trust, to give the benefit of the doubt, but it does get some people in trouble doing that. So there's, there's, there's a time and place for it. So I mentioned that, uh, I have, I have that trust with my wife and then Matt and then people associated with Matt, people associated with my wife. I have a tough time trusting my kids. I have a trust. I have a trust issue with a lot of people, a lot of things. Um, it's hard to build trust with me. So like, uh, they're trying really hard, but like you know, just you know, kids are being kids. They'll lie, cheat, steal, whatever it is, trying to get away. And that's when they're learning all these things. And I know that. I know that as a parent. I know that it's a learning experience. But it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's definitely a learning experience. It definitely is a learning experience, and I, and I try my best to give the benefit of the doubt. But it's like those are like the, like, the most common things that I see out there. Like I tend to just get away from people, but then obviously I'm here as a as a parent, and I and I, and I can't get away from kids and family. So, it's just it's just interesting. And, this is definitely, uh a mental health podcast because like I'm trying to figure out how you guys are following along with my brain right now but I know a lot of you guys are sitting there and I've seen the comments on YouTube and everywhere uh saying it's like wow it's like your brain works like mine so I know I'm talking to a familiar audience it's just crazy I if to sum it all up if I can again <laughs> is that I I just have an inherent Take it with a grain of salt while everyone else has a give them the benefit of the doubt. Grain of salt over here, benefit of the doubt over here. And I'm trying my best to learn to give the benefit of the doubt, which is my wife. She gives the benefit of the doubt all the time. And I'm trying to teach her to give a, get a grain of salt type thing. And I'm realizing most people live in the benefit of the doubt camp and those of us that either have anxiety, I'm still learning anxiety, PTSD is a form of anxiety, depression, anything that, that, that 
culture maybe where we give grain of salt and I'm still in the process and, and everything of learning why I'm in this camp and why I'm not towards the middle or even towards, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And should I care to be in the benefit of the doubt camp? Should I stay in the grain of salt, but how do I make it work socially? So I'm in the process of that. And maybe some of you guys are past me. Um, but man, it's the more I think about uh, the mental health, and it, it really is mental illness. I have to, it definitely is. So I, the path of, of, of figuring it out, it's like it, you learn something new. It's like an epiphany almost every time you learn something new, it's like, oh, that's how I feel. That is why. That's crazy. Now I know why, but now I'm off to the next one. And I think that's going to go for the rest of my life. I honestly think that's going to go for the rest of my life. And I think the best thing I could do is have a journal of it. And that's what this is. So I just needed to get that off my chest. I had three and a half hours of being in the car. And I feel like this might be something that will give you guys something back in your, in your brain. Um, so talking to strangers by Malcolm Gladwell, um, his newest book, and it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I really like it, and I'll, I'll continue to listen to it, and I'll give you guys some more insight. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I hope you guys have a blessed day. And, you know, once again, if there's anything you guys want to talk about, anything you guys want to share, make sure you do that or just listen. Um, we have the Discord um, it's a partner discord. It's verified so that we have a very good code of conduct in our server. 2100 uh, or more members right now, um, roughly 500 on at any time. And I started it originally for the mental health section, a place for us to communicate kind of on a private place where we can talk and it's used every day. And if you just want to sit and listen, or if you want to share your own story, or to help somebody else and therefore helping yourself, uh, please do so. Please do so. Only positivity only though, you know, we only accept that there. So link will be in the description on the YouTube channel after the ride and then um, in here where you can find it on any Dan Dan the Fireman video, okay? But yeah, hope you guys have a great time uh, for the rest of the uh, day. Um, that's all we have, right? Every day. Every day is a new day. All right, I'll see you guys later.